Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? We got a heck of a show for you today. You are in for a surprise, and the surprise is just we're about to make TV magic for the next 90 minutes. This is Speak. I'm Emmanuel. So glad to have you. You could be watching any show. You're watching us on the far end. Slick, Rick, the Buker. Slick, how we feeling, man? Good weekend? Uh, I'm feeling as good as Alice Magoo right now. Oh, yes. Yeah, we right? that that. That. You, know that it, you know what he did, that's, right? That's right. That's right. You already that's know right. what it is. Joy Taylor. Joy Taylor, how are we? How are we? How are we? I'm doing great. We've got a lot to get to today. A lot to get to. Eagles, all-time Russian leader, my guy, E. Eagles all-time Russian leader, I like I said. Uncle Jimmy in the building. Uncle Jimmy. Hey! hey! New York, New York, stand up! Camera, shady uncle in the building. That means it's got to be a great show. Let's get to the topic of the weekend. Game time in Portland. It appears, it appears to be over. Reports say seven-time All-Star has requested a trade from the Blazers after 11 seasons with the team. Now, it looks like Lillard's preference is to move to the Eastern Conference and play with and for the Miami Heat. When I saw this Dame trade request finally come to fruition, I said, thank you, it is about time. That's right, that's right. At least Dame is doing what Dame has to do to go be a winner. We said it on Friday's show, and truth be told, kudos to the entirety of this show, because we've really talked about all the nuances of this Dame Lillard situation. We're going to do even better for y'all today. Here is really... My biggest thought in regards to Dame requesting a trade, and it came because Joy was on top of it. You sent a message to the group chat, and this is my realest thought. If we have the one message that Dame has put out to his 12-plus million followers on social media since requesting the trade, he put out one message. If we have it, we'll show it to you. If not, I'll read it. Dame said, quote, it's in my blood to take the high road. I'd love to hear what fans are turning on and have I misled them or anyone fill me in. Quote, I'll let y'all read it again. It's in my blood to take the high road. I'd love to hear what fans are turning on. Have I misled them? Here's what is so fascinating to me. <laughs> is Dane built for this? Is Dame built for this, meaning being the villain? Dame is clearly built to be one of the greatest hoopers a game of basketball has ever seen. But when you request a trade, that's a preliminary step to demanding a trade. And when you demand a trade, oh, well, now the villain is about to become your new destination, your mm. new title. I'm wondering, Joy, really my instant reaction was, man, great job, Dame, but are you built for this? 13-plus million followers he has between Twitter and Instagram. He has not said anything himself besides claiming to take the high road and a curiosity of why your fans turning on him. Oh, it's about to be a long road ahead if you want to get exactly what it is that you require. Joy, what was your reaction? What did you make of Dame requesting a trade? I was actually shocked. I told you guys, I did not allow myself to dream about Damian Lillard leaving the Blazers. He said time and time again he wants to win a championship there. We've mm -hmm. gone through 
some bouts of this over the years of, of is Dame going to leave and he, should he go here and teams obviously being interested in him and nothing has ever happened, of, nothing has ever come of it. So I genuinely was the person who was surprised that he actually went through with it. I didn't allow myself to dream. It's, it's, it's always let me down. I, I, I think it's exciting for fans of Dame specifically, and I think it's exciting for NBA fans. It's obviously disappointing for Blazers fans, but things come to an end. They don't last forever, mm. and I think he gave them a lot of grace when it came to building a team around him and putting together a championship roster. They didn't do that. They didn't move in the direction that he thought was appropriate at this point in his career. He's been paid a lot of money, and I think he's earned the right to be in this position. It'll be an interesting conversation because he's set the table so uniquely with yep. wanting to be loyal to this organization. I don't care, but it is going to be a conversation. I love it. I wasn't shocked. I was happy. I'm like, finally, Dame Lillard, let him go. Now we can see Dame Lillard on the big stage, on the big game, seeing him back in the conference game, seeing him in the finals. I can see that if he comes to my Sixers, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I was thinking about the teams on the East because I heard that a lot of the teams he's one is the East. I'm thinking about the Sixers and the Heat. If they have a, a player like Dame Lillard on their team, you know how good that team will do? Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the Portland fans, and by the way, I, I didn't see a lot of hate. When LeBron James went, went to the Heat from the Cleveland, You've seen all the hate. Twitter, everybody. Talk on TV. With Dame, I didn't see that as much. I, I think people feel bad for Dame. Like, he's been so loyal to this franchise for so long. A franchise that, that doesn't win. That doesn't go to the postseason and win games. They don't do that. Mm. So now we have a star player, and we've seen it time and time again where so many great players stay on the team, and they don't get a chance to play on the big stage and see how good they really are. I think Daimler is so great for him. He finally can get a chance to leave Portland and go out there to play one of these contenders and be a true champion like we think he really is. Very fair. Slick, on Friday, you said the most fascinating thing in regards to this yes, conversation. Yes, you did, Slick. Yes, you did. Let's take a listen to it. I would just say relax because he hasn't asked for a trade yet. I still expect that it's going to happen. So, look, what are my lottery numbers, man? Like, tell me who I need to pick. Yeah. Tell me what I need to pick. The golden uh, touch. Slick with the golden touch. That's your well, new name. So this is, the, this is what I heard different and what I've heard different from Damien this summer, which is what led me to believe that we were eventually going to end up here. Because prior to this, we have heard consistently, I want to win a championship in Portland. And what we heard this summer, summer is, I want to play for a championship. Mm-hmm. That's different. Right. And then he's on a podcast and he specifically mentions the Miami Heat as a place that he would love to go to if they don't win a championship because he wants to be that missing piece. So everything that, that Damien has done is intentional. And he was steadfast. I mean, he had LeBron James recruiting him, had any number of places that wanted him to come. And prior to this summer, he was always no. I'm staying here. Now, at age 33, when the, and I thought that this was set as soon as the Blazers used the number three pick on Scoot Henderson, because he said, I want to play for a championship. And he gave them the ingredients that he thought that they needed. Resign Jeremy Grant. Go get me a Draymond Green. And let's go get some veteran help with that number three pick. Right. Well, the Blazers were not moving in that direction. So when they had the meeting and they ca we came out of it and everybody was saying, well, he didn't ask for a trade. Mm -hmm. It was like, no, I'm going to give them every opportunity mm. to show me 
that they are going to go in the same direction. And so when free agency opened, and other than signing Jeremy Grant, they didn't go get Draymond Green or any semblance of a Draymond Green. It was like, what are we doing? I, I, I told you yeah. what it would take. And so that's what I think was behind the tweet that you read, which was, I'd be curious to know, like, where you think I was dishonest, because I told you what it would take for me to stay. I told you I wanted to play for a championship. I told you what it would take for me to believe that I could play for a championship in Portland. And you didn't do that. So me now asking for a trade, that shouldn't come as a surprise. If he does, in fact, get traded to a team like the Miami Heat, obviously, Joy, that is really the team that you would want to see Dame Lillard play on for the obvious reasons. Does that make the Heat? the best team in the East. Many people doubted the Heat last year because of their talent. I being one of them, Shady, we had plenty of conversations about it. The Heat clearly had a road less travel, difficult travel to get to the NBA Finals. Would the Heat be the best team in the East if Dame lands there? They were the best team in the East last year without Dame. So, yes, I would say so. They were talents away from making that final series competitive. We put too much on players that shouldn't have had to carry that much water. They were role players, and they fell apart and disappeared in some pretty crucial games. So if you have someone like Dame alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam, obviously, ideally, you'd want to keep that core together with a coach like Spo and an organization that has Mm. the success track record that Miami has, of course they're going to be the best team in the East. The East is not going to be the same. It it, it looks very different. If you pay close attention to the moves that were made amongst the best teams Mm -hmm. in the East this year, it's going to look different next year. Slick, where do you stand? I'm not yet convinced Miami would be the best team in the East because when you think about team and why Miami went so far, I think about the nucleus, Mm -hmm. the camaraderie, the Mm -hmm. chemistry, all of those pieces. I think about the fact that Max Struess did show up big at times, although he did not show up big in the NBA Finals. Gabe Vincent, we know he showed up very big in the Knicks series amongst other series amongst other games although when they needed him most he didn't necessarily show up the biggest obviously Tyler Hero didn't play the majority of the playoffs he would likely leave in that trade the question also Kayla Martin would likely end up having to leave in a trade for Dame Lillard Mm -hmm. but do you think Dame Lillard would make the Heat the best team no I believe he would make them one of the best teams I think he would keep them relevant and capable of winning but I look at Milwaukee, even though I'm not sold on them just holding serve and and retaining Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. If Giannis is healthy, I think that series is different. Okay, I need to see what Boston is now that they've moved Marcus Smart out and Kristaps Porzingis Mm -hmm. in. So I would put Miami in with those two other teams. But to your point, like. Gabe Vinson isn't going to be there. Presumably, Duncan Robinson would not be there, along with Caleb Martin. Like, a lot of what made the Heat what they were is that they had this depth and versatility with all these pieces contributing. Damian Lillard now has to come in and not only replace all of that, but then take them to the next level. You guys are funny, right? Uh I watched on this seat right here, Y'all tell me that these guys are role players, they're this, they're that. Now y'all talking about we're going to miss them, and this is, like, wh- wh- which one is it? Both can be true. Come on, man. They both can be Yo, true. Yo, them dudes y'all talking about are replaceable. Damn Lillard ain't replaceable. If you add Damn Lillard to the Heat, I wish the Sixers would. I guess y'all took that out of the equation. <laughs> anyway, if you add Dame we'll get to, that. to the Heat, so him and Butler, first of all, they're, they're 1A, 1B, however you want to cut it. Now we have, you have uh, some help. 
where we watched Jimmy Buckets have to score 45, 50 mm-hmm. against the, the Bucks to even have a chance to win. Now you add Damon here now when you need some, some scoring. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. One, one, one thing about the Heat, they have no scores that can score at a high volume. They don't. True. That's not Jimmy Butler's DNA. He didn't play. Hey, he didn't. Hold on, he didn't Shit. play. Let's take, let's take Hero out of him. He didn't play. Woo. So if we trade him, it's like you didn't miss anything because he didn't play. True. Let's I'll give you that. He's to the side. You bring Dave Litter in there now that he's a scorer at high volume. He'll need no extra help. He can get it done. Shay. You add him and then bam, off the pick and roll. Oh my God. Shay, I sat in this very I'm seat. I'm telling you. I sat in this very seat. Uh-huh. And say what? And I listened to you sing the praises of Gabe Vincent. That's one dude. Yeah, that, 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 that is Rob- right. That is, so is he replaceable? Kay Martin. Duncan Robinson, those dudes are replaceable. Matt Struess, those dudes are replaceable. Those are cold. We, we are not They shot threes. They couldn't play no D. Come on. better with Damian Lillard over Gabe Vincent, right? What are we talking about? No, no, no. I'm not saying. What are we talking about? No, 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 man. But Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent. They all got missing. Like They all got missing, right? At various times. And when Lillard one was missing, the Lillard's other one's not, delivered. Damian Lillard's not going to get missing. He won't get missing. And if you can, these dudes you're talking about, no disrespect to these players. They're NBA for a reason. You can pick some of these dudes up and free to Also, you're talking mm. about a team that develops all of those players. Fair. That elevates players like them into the position that we're having conversations about whether their heat are going to be better with Dame Lillard or them. That's not happening on any other organization except for maybe the Warriors. But, but in one year, can they develop them? Give them players? the walking papers. Because Gabe, Gabe Vincent wasn't developed in one year. Sure. Like, Duncan Robinson was up and down. Well, we got to decide what we want because all the way Which through the playoffs, uh, I was and over here probably, fighting tooth and throwing, nail to wait, defend these you, players. You're and taking now Kyle, all of a sudden you're putting Dame on it and they're not as good. You're taking Kyle Lowry out of the equation as well. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Damian Lillard has to carry a lot. He's not carrying, like he's just he, adding him to made, last year's team. He's been carrying Portland for years with, and, with, and with, with less help. And how far did they get? I mean, he's never had a, he never, he's never had a number two like a Jimmy Butler. Fair. He's never had a number three like Bam. You get this dude, these type of players. But what, what did we talk about in the finals? I don't know. What's the difference? What I can't talk about. The difference was Jamal Murray. Jokic went and got what he got every single night, and Jamal Murray and the other top players stepped up. All I could hear about was talent the entire final. Now we're not talking about talent. That was not important. No, I think it's both. But but truly, I'd say it like this. Duncan Robinson? The reason the Heat got as far as they got was because their team was good. No. chemistry was good. The reason that they got as far as they got was because of Jimmy Butler. No, I wouldn't mm. say that. So we went from saying Jimmy Butler's carrying the, the, the crew, the rest of the guys. Now you guys are acting like the, the, the supporting he cast was so great. He wa- we he all, in the, in the last series and a half, really from the Knicks series, later half of the Knicks series on, we realized how good the team was. They Remember? were a good team. But all of those players had moments where they completely disappeared. Jimmy Butler included. And that's what they, they, they went to their, their regular average. they all didn't disappear Jimmy, at the same Jimmy time. disappeared because he dragged that team to the finals. I, I just... Wow, I'm about to pull tape. I, I just, a, pull, this, pull tape! This is a flip I've never seen in, the, in my life. All I'm saying is, I don't think the Heat were the most talented team last year. Nowhere near it, right? I, I think they had the best chemistry last year. So what, Dame is going to mess up the chemistry? When you lose four players and you replace them with one, the chemistry is automatically going to change. I don't know if it will be but better you, but, or be but, worse, but, you'll think but if, if three players on this desk but, are replaced but, with three but, other but, people, the chemistry will change. But for better or for worse. No, if three of us are replaced with one of Can we say that, though? Can we sit here right now for, the, for America? America, us, we'll bring you along. Can we all say that them <laughs> no. guys are... No, we can't. They're not replaceable? No. Duncan Robinson wasn't even playing a year ago. You have to find... You have Max Cruz? You have to find four guys who are willing I'm to done. fit into the Miami Heat culture I'm and done. can shoot. 
and, and defend. Take me out. And if those guys were easy to find, then the Lakers would have I'm not saying they're not easy to like, find, but I mean, all I could hear about the entire postseason was Miami's not talented enough. From, from me, now, from him, right. and especially from him. Yeah. But and today, now, for some reason, To beat the Nuggets, they weren't talented enough. Okay. I mean, right. What's that? You're getting Damian. You're getting Damian because ideally that he will take you across the threshold. Like, he will be able to perform in the finals the way Gabe Vincent couldn't or Max Struess couldn't or Duncan Robinson. I give you that. Okay. But you still need those contributing pieces just like the Denver Nuggets needed those contributing pieces that made the difference. You always need role players, but what would you have the Heat do? Just run it I'm back? not saying – no, I'm not saying don't do it. That team almost didn't make the playoffs. But I'm not I'm, – I'm not – if I was adding Damian Lillard as a free agent to the Miami Heat, oh, I'd feel completely year. different. But I'm not going to dismiss the contributions that three or four uh, that those players did uh, yeah. gave in order for them to get there. Okay. Right. Individually, not great. Collectively, going to the finals. Well, when, from a trade we might see occur to a trade we already saw occur, Aaron Rodgers going to the hey, New Rod. York Jets. But is this a different, is this a better version of the four-time NFL MVP arriving in New York? That will dictate this NFL season. Can I wait for that conversation? Remember, you can take us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius It's a term they say, stay on that side. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Time now for rewarding performance brought to you by Capital One. What's in your wallet? Well, the Jets rewarded themselves with Aaron Rodgers earlier this offseason. Now, reports say they believe they're getting, quote, a different Rodgers than last season, meaning he attended all of offseason team activity sessions with the Jets. Remember, he did not previously do that in Green Bay. Ah, is Aaron Rodgers going to be different? That is the most fascinating question, Kashady. If Rodgers is different than last year with the Jets, then the Jets should go very, very far this season yep. and very far in the NFL playoffs. Do you think, are you convinced that the Jets are getting a different, a better Aaron Rodgers? I think so. The seeing A-Rod now with, with, with the Jets, the, the, the way he's responding, for example, like going to OTAs, when you're a player that doesn't go to OTAs, if you've been doing that consistently for a long time, that's, that's not who you are. I'm not doing this. But for some reason now, he's being part of our OTAs and mini camps. He's hanging out with the, with the guys at, at basketball games, at, at different arenas, like hanging out, having fun with them. Yep. All that type of chemistry is big. So now when you go into a game, not only can I count on this guy and I'm playing with him, but I actually like him. Yep. And I think that Aaron Rodgers, he's in a place, he's with a team that wants him there. I, I think sometimes as a player, man, it gets redundant. Like 
get the, you know, either the same coach or the, or the same philosophy, the same players, you might need a shakeup. I think sometimes players do better when they get traded or, or they get a new offensive coordinator or they get a new head coach. It, it, it changes things a little bit for him. I think Aaron Rodgers, he's in a place where the change is good. They want him there. They're dependent on him. And he's back to that light where we're dependent on A-Rod. I feel like last year, they didn't really depend on A-Rod. It was more of the running game. It was more of the young wide receivers. Now, for the Jets, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. And that's... I think he plays best when he has that type of pressure on him. Shady, the reason I think they're getting a different Aaron Rodgers is because if you really pay attention to the details of last year in Green Bay, the young Packers receivers did not take off until halfway or later into the season. I personally attribute that to the lack of Aaron Rodgers' presence in OTAs. Clearly, there were some other issues. Young receivers were dealing with health injuries, hamstring injuries for Chris and Waston primarily. But it wasn't until week 10 that Christian Watson had receiving touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Three versus the Dallas Cowboys. And if you were watching the Packers-Eagles game, Christian Watson amassed his most yardage as a first-round wide receiver with the backup quarterback, Jordan Love, for the Packers. That's where Christian Watson ends up having 110 yards that season. So if Aaron Rodgers would have been present earlier last year, I believe the young Packers team, the young Packers receivers, would have blossomed earlier and would have blossomed much sooner. So Aaron Rodgers being present in New York all offseason, that leads me to believe, oh, they're going to take off, they're going to take off sooner, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be better quicker. Hmm. I agree. I believe that they're getting a different, different Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not surprised that they're getting it because... What have we seen from Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years? When he has something to prove, when he is feeling like I need to make a statement, we see his best. We see MVP Aaron Rodgers. That's true. When they drafted Jordan Love, oh, he turns you it think up. you're going to replace me? Yeah. Let me show you what I'm still capable of. Oh, you don't want to pay me $50 million a year? Let me show you why I'm worth $50 million a year. Oh, Green Bay Packers? You think life's going to be better without me and you can move on with Jordan Love and you can be casual about how you get rid of me? Let me show you what I can do with the New York Jets. So I think you're going to get in a supremely motivated Aaron Rodgers. I also I can't help but look at the numbers last year, which were disappointing and very un-Aaron Rodgers-like. And I had to weigh like how much of that is age and how much of that is the thumb injury that he was supposedly playing with for a better part of the year. I don't know that he's going to get back to MVP level. I'm not expecting that. But do I think that they are going to get a much better Aaron Rodgers than we saw last season? Without question. Mm. Yeah, there's another factor uh, that wasn't there last year that might have affected his numbers. Same's Devontae Adams. There's that too. Who yep. Essentially accounted for around 30% of all of Aaron Rodgers' statistics in both of his MVP Mm. seasons. I don't think we put enough respect on Devontae Adams because Aaron Rodgers is, of course, an incredible quarterback and extremely talented, and he has to get him the ball. But do we feel there's a Devontae Adams in New York? Yeah. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Uh, I don't know if I put him quite there, but I I won't put Devontae Adams in there. I would say he's a really, really good wide receiver that has has potential to be a top 10, top 5 Eventually, I put him there. I put him there. I'm Ooh. not putting. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to. I'm going to keep Devontae Adams Already? where he is. The reason I put him there is because Aaron Rodgers has gotten busy with four receivers. That's true. No, yeah, so yeah, because thirty yeah. percent of his statistics. Aaron Rodgers got two MVPs without Devontae. Yeah. 
You feel yeah. me? Like yeah, this Aaron Rodgers? This Aaron Rodgers in year 18, 19? No, I don't have the I don't have the sample size, but Aaron Rodgers had Jordy Nelson had a 1500 yard season. James Jones led the league in passing touchdowns. Yep, yep. Greg Jennings had multiple thousand-yard seasons. Randall Cobb had thousand. a couple thousand-yard mm-hmm, seasons. Mm-hmm. And then Devontae was the best receiver in the league. Well, I guess Devontae's not got, that good. I think Devontae's pretty uh, good. Jennings. I think Devontae's gotten busy with without Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm going to put Devontae in that category as a very special player. Absolutely. There's yeah. a reason that he got paid what he got paid. And, in my opinion, there's a reason why the, the numbers drop-off was so significant with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he had rookie wide receivers. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't show up. I think all these factors mattered. What the, the, the problem is, I think that they'll get a more focused Aaron Rodgers. I think you're already seeing that, him being there, the yeah. way that he's interacting with his teammates, like the way in. the teammates are, are reacting to him. All of those things matter. Nothing is everything, everything is something. But we still have to play the games. Mm. And I reserve the right to just watch and wait and see how this all plays out. Because I, I hearken back to, we have two high-level examples of top quarterbacks leaving where they were for a long time in Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford and having immediate success at the absolute highest level, winning Super Bowls in year one. And then we have Russell Wilson. But for me, just comparing the situations, we like to forget how highly we thought of, of the Denver Broncos before Russell Wilson got there and it looked bad. Yeah. We were saying all the exact same things about the Denver Broncos that we're saying about the Jets. And the situation's not that dissimilar. The numbers that Russ had from Aaron Rodgers last year were not that dissimilar. And I go to, again, the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers is not a mobile quarterback. He's not. He's, we agree. He's not a mobile quarterback. I mean, but he's he, he better than Russ, though. We can't compare him and Russ. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is at 45. He would never look that bad like Russ did last year. <laughs> I'm going to say, let's put that for the record. So we, I, I don't think he'll look as bad as Russ. I don't think he'll look as bad as Russ. I don't think it'll be as bad as Russ. I think the division is much harder. I think we do not know if Robert Sala is a good coach or not. We just don't know yet. True. Maybe he's great. Maybe true, he's true. the greatest ever. Or maybe he's not, and he's won 11 games. We just don't know. Don't have the answer on that. We do know the offensive line was the second worst in the league last year. So even if Aaron gets it out faster, you're expecting me to believe that it's going to go from 31st to, like, top, top 10? Yeah, top 15. Yeah. They've been, they been banged up on offensive line, though. But, okay. Well, that, that's my biggest question mark. Yeah. Because if I look at Green Bay's offensive line the last couple of years. Banged two up, years too. Ago, Bang, yeah. Two years banged ago. Two years ago. banged but up. Passing, but passing protection, pass protection, they've been top 10 the last but two why, years. Even they, banged why? up. Why? He gets the ball out. He gets the ball out. Bakhtiari don't play, brother. Bakhtiari ain't played in a year and a half. I love Bakhtiari. That's my guy. He don't play. He don't play. Understood. Some of it is Aaron and his ability to get the ball out. But, but you're talking about the Jets, and there's, there are, I'm with Joy in this. Like, we're just assuming the elevation of the Jets. We're assuming that the Jets' offensive line, if it's not injured, is going to be top 10 or it's going to be something close. They were 30th last year. Yeah, like, that that's, a, that's a big jump, right? And we're assuming, and this is the question that I have for you, is like, so, okay, we're not putting Garrett Wilson in the Devontae Adams camp yet. Right. How do you compare him to the talent of Greg Jennings and Jordan Nelson and all the other he's, wide To receivers? me, he's just as good, he's if just, not better. Right. And the I, reason is, Garrett Wilson was better earlier than anybody Rodgers has ever played with. And Garrett true. didn't play with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Garrett was better than Devontae early, better than Jordy early, better than James, mm-hmm. better than uh, Greg, better than Cobb, better than all of them. Garrett Wilson's the and, only one that and, was offensive rookie at a year. And you didn't have no quarterback. 
Zach like you, Wilson. 1100 with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know how you right. do that. But I think the realest points that both of y'all are making at the end of the day is we got to see it. Because this yeah, all gotta, sounds gotta, good. Like, this is it. cute. You know what I mean? Showing up to OTAs is cute. But I don't think Rodgers will be as bad as Russ. No, I don't think so either. Ne- but, I mean, look- never. I would, yeah. I would, but, 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 you know, but they could lose. They, they could lose because games. They're, they're in a hard division. Correct. The only thing is that when they, even when they talk about the offensive line, like, even with Tom Brady, I, I, I think the, the, the Patriots line, they never was that good. He used to ball out so quick oh, that they, yeah. they get credit oh, for it. It is. Where oh. I feel like where if A-Rod knowing how he plays, he didn't get the ball out. But and he got playmakers on the outside to get, to get busy when they catch the ball. The reason that we're having this whole conversation, though, is, I think, because None of us really know oh, yeah, what we, to yeah, we expect yeah. from Aaron Rodgers this season, right? I don't. We're going to find out. I don't. I don't. I, I really don't. Like, I, I think they, they should do good. But if they did bad, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. That's a hard division. Yep. Okay, so okay, you're couching it with the division. Do you think the Jets will be bad outside of the division? Or you think the division is what will keep the Jets' record from ascending? Like, what are you telling me? What are you telling I, the viewers? I, I just, like, I can see, I can see the Jets not doing well. Like, if it happened, I won't be surprised, mm. right? New team trying to put together, got some young guys, you got A-Rod. I can see that happening. But then I also can see the Jets balling out. They got young talent, right? They, they, if it does, A-Rod does well with and the thing you hack it as an office coordinator. Yeah. So I can see both sides. I can see both sides. You've lived it. You've literally lived a, a, a you were with the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl. What will tell us if the Jets will be good or not? You've been in the locker rooms. You've been on the playing field in that this, new transition. What's the secret? What's the secret I, sauce? I, I, I want to see how, how well they play together, right? How well will Garrett Wilson be if he's not getting the balls? He's not getting on the balls like he used to get in last year, right? And then uh, what was the, guy, the new guy that's got? Lazar. Lazar. Lazar's getting more balls. Mm. And he's throwing the ball to him more because they got the connection. Mm-hmm. Like, small things like Tom that. Is there, third down. Small things up. like that, yo, can, can be make, make chaos in, in a team. Mm. But if guys are trying locked in and trying to win, that don't matter. Oh, yeah, hey, good job, bro, good job. Mm. My, my, I guess my game's last game. Cool. Where a lot of teams, they don't do that. With the Bucks, Mike Evans will have one catch, and he will be celebrating everybody else the same way as if he had 10 catches, 12 catches. Hmm. And that's how you win championships. So if they can do that and, and, and play well together and show that real chemistry, I think they'll be a good team. Final random question. Do you want Aaron Rodgers to play in the preseason if you're a Jets fan? No. No? No, why? Don't get no burn nah. this way for season? Is he, he almost 40, man. <laughs> 40, did you crazy? Man, you sit your old self down, man. Take some notes. Uh, well, speaking of somebody almost 40, LeBron James, he has been sitting down watching the Lakers make all of these brilliant moves this offseason, particularly over the weekend. But the most important question, have the Lakers closed the gap on the Denver Nuggets, the champion Nuggets? That is next on Speak. He almost 40. Baseball is back, and so is Slippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Lakers have been very busy the last few days in free agency, bringing back Austin Reeves, Rui Achimura, and D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. They've also added more players, including former Heat guard Gabe Vincent, to a roster that was recently in the Western Conference Finals. The question everybody needs to know the answer to, Slick, maybe the most important question of the day. Yeah. LeBron James, we don't want to waste his career. The Lakers yeah. definitely don't. But there is a sizable gap, at least there was, a four-game <laughs> gap between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Lakers got swept by the Denver Nuggets in not a pretty fashion. Have the Lakers closed that gap, some of it at least? No. Mm. No. No, because they have not solved the problem that is Nikola Jokic. Who is going to defend him or change, the, change his game? Who's going to stop him from being a triple-double machine? And I would go even beyond that. I would say they haven't solved the problem of their nucleus, the combination of Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, mm. and Aaron Gordon. Mm. Like, how do you match up to minimize the impact that those guys have? Because as I was hearing earlier in the show, you can get role players to fit around the stars if you have the right stars. And I believe that while losing Bruce Brown is, is a loss, Jeff loss. Green not being there, it's a loss. It's a loss. loss. But I know that they're very high on their rookie last year who didn't play Peyton Watson. Uh, Christian Brown got great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also maybe the most important element, which is when you've won a championship together, we saw this with the Golden State Warriors. There is no situation that feels too big for you. You understand what it takes to execute in those situations. Your stars understand how to have everybody in the right place and what you, when you need to play hard, when you can, when you can back off, when, when the most important times in the game are. I can't underscore the value of the Denver Nuggets now having that in, that in their pocket with their star players. Now Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are not going to look at a single issue situation where they go, oh, how do we do this? Like, we know how to do this. We have already done it. Haven't LeBron James and Anthony Davis also done that? Yeah. Many, many years ago, yes. <laughs> many, many years ago? Beyond the goal. It'll be four years by the time Ma- we get to the final Did you forget? Year. Did you forget in four years? Like. What? No, but, but physically, am I counting on that LeBron James? Okay, now we're rolling it forward. Now we're rolling it forward. I'm just no, saying, no, no, like, no. LeBron has LeBron championship experience, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James have championship experience together. They just won one four years ago. Right. So, but is I LeBron James you. the same player he uh, was? Up then? here, yes. Up here, yes. Mm. I'm not describing that. I also disagree with solving uh, Jokic. Nobody's solving Jokic. It's a waste of time. There is no Jokic solver. <laughs> No chance. There's, there's not. Just forget that. Jokic account for him doing exactly what he does every night and worry about everything underneath that, all the rest of it. I don't think that they got significantly closer. I think they, they, they made good moves in retaining who they retained. I think that was important. Rui was like a solver for a adjustment. For a quarter. Um, I do obviously love the addition of, of Gabe Vincent. I think that the rest of the additions are nice as well. I, I don't know that the Nuggets look. You can Bruce Brown. Sometimes it's just one of those players. Your mm-hmm. stars are going to do what you what they do. But the Nuggets were ten and zero when he scored twelve or more points. They were thirteen and one in the postseason when he had a positive plus minus. He averaged twelve points per game in the postseason. Maybe someone steps up into that role. You know, who knows? People do that. Not the name I would have said, but sure. (laughs) Like, someone someone else can do that. 
In theory. I, I think that you have to play the games a really long season. I like the additions that they made, but I, I think that the Lakers are, they still were in the Western Conference Finals. Like, I'm, I'm going to bang that drum. They were in the Western Conference Finals. It's a long season. There's a lot of things that can happen. But the nucleus of Anthony Davis and LeBron James is a, is a really strong nucleus to have. I think they got better. I think they closed the gap. I do feel you, though, where Paul's. I do feel what he's saying as far as they don't have that, that big-time guy in the post, right, to, to contain or at least help defend Jokic, right? Because we, we learned that AD don't want to do that. AD really wants to play the four and have a five where he can help out with. Mm-hmm. The same way when they won the championship in the bubble where they had uh, Jamal McGee yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and they had Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard. Yep. was kind of more of the muscle on Jokic, and he came to help out on the, on the opposite side. So I do think they, they, they closed the gap, but not – I guess too close because they don't have that, that big guy in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, I do like for, for a second, just talking about the, the, the new additions. Mm-hmm. The big piece was Austin Reeves when they signed him back. Because I thought and a lot a of reasonable teams number, too. And a reasonable number. Yeah. He got 50? Mm-hmm. I thought he was getting way more than 50. If guys like Dylan Brooks was getting 80, I yep. thought he would at least get more than 50. Mm-hmm. And then now you, you signed D Lo back, right? And you, and you signed Gabe Vincent. Yep. Now you have two point guards that saw that can score and they can shoot the ball. Where now you trade that for Dennis Kruder where he couldn't shoot the ball as much, you have to find a bitch that can score. So I like what the, what, what the Lakers are doing. I truly do. The question for me isn't even as much about the new additions, but will the players that they retain get better? Like, will, will Achimura take the next step? Will Austin Reeves take the next step? That's really what I'm more interested in. Like, we talk about the new sexy pieces, and that's great. Gabe, Vincent, some people think Hayes might take a step with LeBron James. He's a Texas guy. I've been following his career for a while. But I don't care about that. I care about will Austin Reeves go from averaging 15 a game to 22 a game? Well, Achimura go from being a guy who's a, a, a shining star on occasionally to a guy who you can consistently count on mm. night in and night out. It's not mm. just about a guy having a splash. I'm old enough to have not forgotten THT. Remember, mm. Horton Tucker, yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to be the next yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. LeBron got hurt for part of that season. He stepped in. He got a bag, three years, $33 million. We thought he was going to be the second coming, and he went and gone. That's a great point. So I need to see Austin Reeves continue to develop. That, to me, Shady, would mean more than any of the additions. So, but I, I feel like they will get better. Because, like, for a second, watching LeBron James play off the ball, I always talk about this. It was, like, crazy to see. I've never seen it before. And they, the Lakers did it so well with Austin Reeves, the pick and roll game with AD. Mm-hmm. So imagine having a whole year of that this year coming mm-hmm. up. The confidence. I, I truly think they'll but be a better team. And another thing is, like, we didn't even know much about Austin Reeves, sure. right? right? Which is a blessing and a curse. Exactly. No, no, no. Blessing it, it, and it, a curse. It is. So, but now, but now when you become a player, right, yeah. it gets harder defense-wise. Yes. But yes. on the other side, it gets easier because now we're going to design plays for you. Right. We see what you do best. We're going to try to work within your capabilities. So... Let me throw True this, story. Let me throw this And, and last thing, Hockamore, he came in before the deadline. Yeah. So imagine him being there with the whole team. Yeah. Now you yeah. know what to expect. What's he do best? Mm-hmm. And as a coach, you put these players in position to, to, to do well, to succeed. So I don't see why, why they can't succeed on, on this new year. The continuity part is a big part of it. Yeah. I think having this crew from the beginning of the year, for sure. This is the question I have about Austin Reeves, and I'm a big Austin Reeves fan. But as we know... He, for a young player, for an undrafted, unknown player, that dude got to the free throw line a lot. Okay. He was able to he, – he took more free throws last year. He averaged more free throws last year than Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, or Darius Garland. Think about that. Now, some of that is, to Acho's point, like a lack of familiarity with this is what he does. So defensively, if I'm not jumping and getting him on the foul line – 
Now he's got to shoot over me. That changes the dynamic a little bit. But this, this is my biggest point, which is not going to be popular on this side of the table, I would imagine. <laughs> which is, I don't know about the nucleus. I don't mm. know if it's still mm. a championship caliber nucleus. Because as it stands, and I look at this roster, LeBron James is still my go-to guy with the game on the line. Who else am I going to to make that shot, to take that shot? And he had two opportunities in the final minutes against the Denver Nuggets, Came and he short. did not come through. So if he's not, and he's not capable, and look, he's going to be 39 years old. Like, think about how many teams are counting on a 39-year-old go-to guy to win a championship. It generally doesn't happen. And I don't mean that as any disrespect great, what LeBron has done. great, you will, though. But that, that, I'm, I'm less concerned about the supporting cast and what AD and LeBron are going to be wow. at the heart of it, if they're going to be good enough against the other nuclei. Well, I mean, they're going to have to be healthy. This is all contingent. Which is always on, a question. Which, mm-hmm. is, which is the same question for every star yeah. Yeah. duo around the league. If you're missing one of your stars, you're probably not going to win. Maybe a little more so for these two, though, based on history and age. Sure. Sure. It's, it's a slightly higher concern level. AD do get wild with the injuries. I do, I do understand that. But we're basing all of these predictions and all of these on-paper uh, evaluations on the idea that the entire team is going to be healthy. And we know that's not going to happen. True. It's, it's just not. The Nuggets actually might have been the healthiest team. True. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That, and that helped. And listen, this, whatever, that's, that's lots of different reasons. Some of it's just luck. Who cares? You yep. won. It doesn't matter. You have to have things break your way. But yeah, this is all, of course, contingent on health. But you can only, there's only so many high-level players. Like, when we do this fantasy basketball thing where we're like, this player would do better here, like, you're not going to go kidnap them from the other team and put them on your roster. Mm. You have to do what you can do with the money and what's available, and I think that they've done a nice job. Well, speaking of doing what they can do with the money available, the Trailblazers have not done enough to keep Dame Lillard mm. happy. He finally made his request oh, known right. that he wants out. But do the Blazers actually owe him anything? This is the most fascinating conversation, sports conversation, you'll hear all day. That's next on Speak. Don't go anywhere. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE Trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. To the NBA, this is the news of the weekend. It's the most important news in all of sports right now. Dame Lillard, a long-tenured Blazer, and now he is requesting a trade. The clock of Dame time is officially broken. But here's the question. After 11 seasons with the Blazers and the Blazers really giving him a lot, general manager of the Blazers, Joe Cronin, he said, quote, we're going to do what's best for the team, close quote, simply saying, like, look, we love Dame, but at the end of the day, our allegiance is to the name on the front of the jersey, which is Portland, not the name on the back of the jersey, which is Lillard. Shady, I personally don't think that Dame Lillard is owed anything, personally. I think the Trailblazers have committed $450 million 
dollars oh. to Dame Lillard. They have already paid him, I believe, roughly 213 or 230 million. Mm-hmm. And there's another 210, 220 in the works. I'm plus or minus 10 or 20 million dollars, but you all get it. At the point in which he's been given 450 million dollars, he was drafted number six overall out of Weber State. At the point in which the Blazers have allowed Dame Lillard and Dame Lillard's talent has also allowed him to become Dame Lillard, what do you owe him besides the allegiance to the roster, the allegiance to the city, and the allegiance to the Trailblazers? I don't think they owe Dame anything. Athletes have to go earn everything they want. They're not just going to be given what they're asked for. Nah, they owe him. They owe him big time. I I thought about it for a second. Do they really owe him? I thought about all the money. And it's like, okay, they gave him 400 million, whatever they gave him, 200 million, but Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like 400. But when I thought about it, it's like, did they really give it to him or he really earned that? Mm-hmm. He earned that money. So I, I didn't really like think about this again. So the money that he, they, they gave him, he earned. Sure. What they do owe Dame Lillard is the respect okay. of his career. I look at the Chiefs, right? We all yep. think they're a good franchise. Andy Reid, you all think he's a great coach. Yes, sir. And he had, he had something to do when it came to Tyreek Hill. Sure. He could either trade him to whatever's best for his team, right? Or let, let me try to meet in the middle. Let me try to trade a team that will give us some good value, sure. but also I'm not sending him to a hellhole or somewhere he can succeed and still play the game at a high level. And that's what he did. Tyreek Hill, they tried to get an offer to him. It, it was too low for Tyreek Hill. He said, I want to stay, but if I'm not going to be paid in the top five, top three, I don't want it. It's Andy Reese said, okay, cool. What can we do, though? Where do you want to go? We got two teams. We got the Jets and we have the Dolphins. Where do you want to go to? That's called showing your player respect. Mm-hmm. Everything he's gave you through all them years he played with the Chiefs, they paid him back, and they said, you know what, we're going to send you to a team that you want to go to that you can, you can succeed, and they did that. But the greatest currency in my mind in sports, at least in my experience, I would assume, in yours as well, you can speak to it, the greatest currency of respect is money. The Chiefs couldn't give Tyreek Hill the money that he wanted. Somebody else did. The Blazers gave Dame Lillard more money than Dame could have got anywhere else. Slick, you know this. Last year, I think it was July 2022, Dame had to make that decision. At the point in which the Blazers commit more money to Dame than any other team could have, then he's on the hook. So it would be one thing if the Blazers were trading Dame and Dame hadn't already been committed an extra $250, $260 million from the Blazers. But they gave him more money than he could get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And now I don't think they owe him the destination of his choice. They gave him more money than anyone else could. They did, but they also lucked into getting the number three pick in this year. Mm. They, he was injured this year, and so as a result, they didn't have the kind of season that they wanted. They ended up being in the lottery and moving up in the lottery, if I'm not mistaken, to, to the number three spot. And so they then had an opportunity. Okay, we've invested in you, Damien. Damien wants to play for a championship. He said that steadfastly over the years. Had opportunities and people recruiting him to go elsewhere, and he said, no, I want to win in Portland, and I'm not even... I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that. We've seen plenty of players, one foot in, one foot out, they end up staying. He was resolute. I want to do it in Portland. And then they got an asset that will allow them to take a step in that direction. And how did they use it? They took Scoot Henderson, who I think is going to be a fabulous player, but he's not going to help Dame win a championship in the next year or two. So this is what they owe him. They owe him the truth. We traded C.J. McCollum. We didn't trade Anthony Simons. We're rebuilding. We're not playing for a championship right now. That's the reality of it. That's the truth. So if you want to go someplace else, then we'll, we'll make that happen for the 11 years of good service that you have given us. Where he, you were the, he wasn't 
He wasn't just their best player. He was an ideal face of the franchise. He, he represented them in every possible way that you could ask him to do that. So, yeah, it, it's, and it's in their own best interest because I guarantee you, it's not just other star players. They're not going to get free agents necessarily in Portland. But every player that goes to Portland is going to think, if this goes sideways, are we going to work together to get me to a good place? Or are they going to send me just whatever is convenient for them? Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle. I mean, they're not, they're not paying him the money that he's committed now, right? Like, isn't that going to go? The new team could take the, the new team would then have to pay him yeah. the, so they're the not, $200 They're not million. paying him that money. Yes. So don't, don't cry me a river. It's, it's going away, yeah. for one. I also, I think words matter. I don't like words like give, gave this. This is a business. This mm. is not a volunteer nonprofit organization, you know, cleaning, up the, Peace Corps. cleaning up the community. Right. Uh, this is a business. He provides a service yeah. for the, the business, which is the Blazers, and the Blazers provide the, provide the facilities, and then there's an exchange, and there's work done, and then at the end we have success or we don't. And there's a burden of responsibility on both sides. And there's more of a burden of responsibility on the organization than there is on Dane because he's one guy. So when it comes to team sports, if you are a player that shows up, that works hard, that is the face of the organization, that takes care of your body, that is, is a good player that continues to improve and commits vocally to the organization and the organization doesn't hold up their end of the bargain, this is why I don't like loyalty in professional sports. Hmm. I, I really don't like the idea of it in, in any sport because it's, it's just kind of silly to me. It's, it's for fans. Fans are supposed to be loyal. But you as an individual are supposed to be loyal to yourself and your aspirations. Because at any moment, an organization can say, we'd like to cut you, or we will trade you, or we're not going to do what you asked. Even though these are, this is your goal at this particular moment, we're in a rebuild. Like, hmm. this always happens. So... I don't think that the Blazers owe him anything by the principle of owing someone something. Like, this was an exchange. Correct. And for the most part, it was successful. Not the highest level of success that they wanted, but they've been relevant for a long time because of Damian Lillard. Yep. yep. That said, I agree with Shady, and I agree with Slick in that there's consequences to playing a player, especially one that is as beloved as Damian Lillard. That will come back to get you, so don't be greedy. I think they should meet somewhere in the middle, send him somewhere that he can actually go compete for a championship while getting something reasonable back. If you act greedy, and if you try and play somebody, particularly with the reputation of Damian Lillard, you will pay for that on the back end eventually. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a business, but the reason it's a business is why I'm like, Blazers, do what y'all want to do. Again, Dame got more money from Portland than he was going to get anywhere else, which means whichever direction this organization is going in, you are along for the ride. Now, that ride will give you and you have earned, based upon that ride, $216 million for that four-year stretch. So if that ride lands us to, you know, 12 and 70 or 12 and 70, or if it lands us to 70 and 12, you on the ride either way. That's why I'm like, I don't really, I'm not saying, oh, you want to go to Miami? Sure, Dame, we'll send you to Miami, because for as much as Dame gave Portland I believe Portland gave Dame as well. They went to the playoffs eight consecutive yep. times. Yep. Longest streak in the NBA over the course of that run. Furthermore, Dame has won four playoff series in 11 years. Let's not act like Dame has won 20 playoff series here. He's won four playoff series in 11 years. I'm not saying it's blame Dame. I'm not saying it's blame Portland. Let's just talk about the facts. You've given us four playoff series wins. We've given you $450 million committed dollars. I think that's, what, $100 million for every playoff series win if you want to break it down yeah, facetiously? You, you, you can't say you, you gave it to him, right? Because now we're learning with the NBA – you don't even have to be a superstar nowadays to get the money. Not wrong. All you got to do is be on the team, be healthy, 
You ain't got to be healthy. Just be on the team certain <laughs> time, you will not get a certain amount of money. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. We see so many guys getting all these big contracts. Be one of the two best no players on the team. Here. So we don't want, I don't want to play that game with, with the money. I just feel like they owe Dame enough respect. He's been so loyal to them in and, 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 and an era where loyalty is not a thing. All right. Yep. We see all these players. What you mean? But hasn't he been loyal to the paper? But time out. Time out. Loyal to the paper. He's gonna get paper anywhere. But not as much because you get more money yeah, from the team that you're wrong than anywhere else. You get 100, 200. Sport. It's all the same. Yeah, you, yeah, you are of course gonna pay a player that you have in in the building that like he's come up through the organization. That's why he's able to get that money. Agreed. But I'm not saying that Dame is loyal. They were gonna pay him that regardless. No, but I'm saying Dame regardless. got more. Portland could offer Dame more money I, I, I than anywhere saying. else. Right. So to stay in Portland, it's not like oh, I was just a, a slave to the Trailblazers. No, I got more money from Portland than I could have gotten no, anywhere else. Dame, so it was Dame also a selfish decision. Taken a little decision. less money and gone somewhere else. Agreed. And and blew Portland off. But he didn't. He didn't take no, less he, money. But here's the thing. The distinction for me is unlike LeBron James in Cleveland the first time. There was always a matter of, when's he leaving? He's got to be leaving. He's leaving Cleveland. Right. He's too good to be in Cleveland, right? And he would never give assurances that he was staying in Cleveland. So it made it difficult for the organization to bring in players around him. Mm. Damian has not done that. Damian has said, I'm here. Yeah, LeBron wants me to come to L.A. Uh, like, at any number of teams that we're interested in, he's like, no. I want to do it here. And he invested himself in the community. And those are things that I don't know that you can put a price on as, as the best player on your team in a market like Portland to say, I am all in with you for 10 years. So what's that mean to you? Why are you telling me that? What's, what's, what point, what point it, am I missing? It, it means that he's earned every dollar that he's gotten. He's gone above and beyond. So now on the backside, when he wants to leave, and it makes sense for the Blazers, like because of the money he's going to earn, it doesn't make sense for where they are. It would behoove them to get off of that money. Do him a solid. He did you a solid for 10 years. He went above and beyond. He did more That's than the average star does for a small market. Because they all leave. They, or they all or leave. they're constantly looking to see, they and that leave. now impacts your ability can, to we, improve yo, your if, team. If we sat here and we had enough time, we could name about 10 to 12 guys that were all-stars that left. Correct, but we could also name a lot of modern-day ones that haven't. Whether you want to talk about Embiid, whether you want to talk about Giannis, whether you want to talk about Jokic, we can name Look a bunch of modern days. Look those organizations and what they've done for those players. And the time they've been there, though. And we've been there as long as they ain't been there. I'm glad you brought Giannis up because we're going through that right now. There's all this innuendo. Teams yeah. are monitoring Giannis. Is he going to go or not? Like, yeah, when looking. those rumors came up with Lillard. You're not Jay, your brother's looking. <laughs> we got a home for him. <laughs> <laughs> Lillard would definitively say, there's no truth to that. Yeah, I'm staying. Yeah, that is true. Also, you, you, weirdly enough, because we're in this space in the NBA now where guys leave and this is a big transactional yeah. part of the business. That's common. If, like... Don't play yourself now. I'm telling you. you. You can be a villain organization as quickly as you can be a villain player. People will remember that. Portland's not a market that just is going to bounce back where have you that. Seen This isn't that? Boston. This isn't L.A. This isn't... Because mm. when you say that, I started thinking about it. Because I'm like, that is fascinating. But I'm like, where have you seen players be like, oh, they did somebody dirty, so I won't go? Usually to me, if the money right... I remember how the Seahawks did Earl Thomas. Future first ballot Hall of Famer Earl Thomas. He left on a cart. Birds up. The Patriots? But the Patriots, I don't think, if the money right, Cap's going. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, not no more. Tom was there to go to the championship. Not yeah. no more. Tell me, what, tell me some top players going to the Patriots. Not to take her take, but I'm saying. No, I mean, please. 
You want to always talk about it. Because <laughs> most Patriots dudes I know, they say, I would trade all them rings not to be there. All of them? All of them. Now, I can't say who said it. <laughs> can't say who said it now. Uh, well, the 49ers are desperately looking for another championship ring because it's been a while since they got their last one. Their quarterback, Brock Purdy, his status is still up in the air, but there have been some positive reports. Should the Niners be worried about their quarterback situation this upcoming season? That is next on Speed. Can't wait for a little football topic. <laughs> Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. San Francisco 49ers came up short last year in the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy went down. Backup quarterback Josh Johnson went down. Brock Purdy, though, this offseason, he is ahead of schedule after a surgery on his right elbow. Quote, it looks like he's going to be ready to go. Close quote. Shady, where do you stand on the 49ers, and should they be worried about this quarterback situation? Yeah, I'm still worried. I mean... They're not saying when he's going to be back exactly. They said he, he, he should be back, but we don't know. We don't know when is a definite when's he going to be back. Mm -hmm. Is he practicing with the team? He's not. Is he working with the guys? He's not. So until he's back developing himself with the wide receivers, with the players, with the office coordinator, then we could be like, okay, we know where Brock Purdy's going to be at. But until then, I'm, I'm worried. I mean, you're, you're, we're, 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 we're trying to figure out what this team's going to look like at quarterback, and their quarterback's not ready to go. Hmm. Typically, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's a great point. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's applicable this season. If there was ever a year in the NFC to have quarterback ambiguity, this is a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Top five quarterbacks mm -hmm. in the NFC in any particular order, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford coming off an injury of his own and concussions, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr maybe. You want to throw Bryce Young in there if you want to. Justin Fields, we expect a big year. If there was ever a year, to have quarterback ambiguity, yeah. this is the one. Niners last year, four and four. Didn't matter. Get hot. Conference championship game. The year before, started three and five, I believe. Didn't matter. Get hot. Conference championship game. Beat the Cowboys on the road. Beat the Packers on the road. If not for, I believe it was a Jaquiski Tart 
uh, dropped interception, they likely would have been in the Super Bowl. So I'm not really worried because as long as you have a legitimate, competent quarterback back there, I'm not talking about like Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. I think as long as they have a competent quarterback, whether it is Brock Purdy, whether it is Sam Darnold, you only, Trey, want, you only want to say Trey. Name. Want to say you see what I'm saying? Like, so if Brock Price not ready to go, who are you going to take? Trey Lance? No, Sam Darnold. Um, Joy, you know what I'm saying? Joy, how worried are you? Should the Niners be worried? Yeah, I'm worried. Every single year I have this conversation about the 49ers. Well, we don't really know how good the quarterback is, but it's Kyle Shanahan, it's that roster, they're going to be good. And then they seem to make it all the way there. And then they lose because they don't have a quarterback. Any other coach would be getting dragged for this. Every year they don't have a franchise quarterback. When, when, when is this going to catch up to them? Like, it might be this year. You're saying there's not a lot of, of, of like, it's just a light Open. NFC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I want to sit back and see how this NFC looks. No, all the top young talent is in, in the AFC. But all these teams aren't terrible. Somebody's going to be better. I noticed you also didn't mention Daniel Jones in your rant. No. I'm just saying what, what worries me about... What worries me about the Niners is you don't have forever open windows with rosters. Somebody's going to get injured because it's the Niners. They're the most injured team in the league. Stay hurt. So someone's going to get injured. You don't have windows forever. Like, we had Brock Purdy, right? We all felt great about Brock Purdy. I like Brock. But he got injured, and now he is not going to have the offseason that we expected him to have. So temporarily, your Trey Lance problem was solved. But now it's not. Because Brock Purdy has had a surgery and has to recover, and he he doesn't have the developments of an entire Mm offseason. That's gone. Now you got Sam Darnold. Do I, I mean I have the numbers? I don't want to waste everyone's time. Yeah. So I just America. They know who that so is. Yeah, they know, who they know, is. They know what he does. I, I just think it, I don't know how you can't be concerned because I can't believe that this roster is just going to be con- continue to be able to maintain the level of play that they have year after year after year without a franchise quarterback. But why can't you believe that when they've done it? Because we really? know it doesn't last forever. No, but they've done a great job in the last 10 years of it lasting because they're kind of Miami Heat-esque in the sense of Hufunga, I believe, was a six-round pick, all-pro safety. Fred Warner was a third-round pick, best backer in football. Mm. Debo Samuel was a second-round pick, one of the best all-purpose players in all of football. So it's not like the Niners just get the number one overall pick and they hit. Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick. They also used three first-round picks on Trey Lance. And that, that temporarily team. got away with it because of Brock Purdy. Like, that, that might end up being a disaster. I like what you said, though, because they do get busy with the guys they have. I agree with that. But what are we asking here? Are, are, they want the same results they get every year? So if you're saying that, then, then they shouldn't be worried. I, I yeah. think that Cal Shanahan is a good coach where he, he has good players, right? They know their system. They're going to play good defense, run the ball well, and they'll win games. But are we talking about getting over the hump? Mm-hmm. Is that what we talking about? Yes. If you're talking yeah. over the hump, then they need Brock Purdy, and he's not, he's not developing. Yeah, that's he's a good hurt. point. That's a good point. Yeah, my concern is not just that when he's going to be back, uh, but is he going to be the same Brock Purdy? Now, the kind of surgery that he had on his throwing elbow was not a Tommy John. Mm-hmm. It was a, a less intrusive yeah. one than that. So I'm confident that he's going to come back. But one of the reasons why they moved off of Jimmy G and they went to Brock is because he's more aggressive throwing down downfield is he going to be well, he was uh, well jimmy got hurt oh no well stop jimmy got hurt, jimmy got hurt. <laughs> no the reason that kyle shanahan and john lynch came off of, of of jimmy garoppolo is because he was afraid to throw down field and make the big play yeah 
that he was a check down, that he was a, he was conservative. That's why they went and got Trey Lance, because they thought he was a gunslinger. Part, correct. Right. Correct. Well, correct. but they saw that same element in Brock. And here's this is my question. After you've now, it wasn't like a catastrophic hit that caused the injury. No, it was, but, it was, it was a perfectly positioned like, football. Yeah, any, football. Any injury, yeah. But you guys know, like same as tearing an ACL. Like, you have to get over that little bit of hesitation yep. in yeah. terms of... Mentally, right? Can I throw yeah. it the same way? Can I, can I take in traffic? Am I comfortable seeing everything? And I'm not thinking about yes. that. Yes. Like, that's what I need to see. Until I see him in a game under live fire and he looks exactly like the Brock Purdy who was the gunslinger the last time we saw him that made him so successful and made them say... Sorry, Trey. We found the <laughs> we found the guy who will be aggressive in a way that Jimmy G is not. Until I see that, then I will be worried. Can they coexist? Can they can they exist? Can they succeed for a time because of Kyle, because of Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey, because of all the ta- talent that they have? Without question, they can win games. But can they close the deal? Yeah, that's the main question. They need because you, they've had a Super Bowl level roster year after year yeah. after year after year, and what are they missing year after year after year after year? But it has been the most important position on the field. But even see, my thing is, even with Brock Purdy, it's still a, it's still hard for me to pick them over the Eagles. So I'm not even saying like oh. I'm not worried about them winning a Super Bowl, right? Like even if Brock Purdy's there, I'm still hard pressed to pick them over the Eagles. I'm just saying, can they get back to where they were? Would you be, go ahead? Would you be surprised? Like if, if I mean, I'm trying to get a sense of how far you think the 49ers are away from the Eagles. Not far. I don't think they were far last year. I think they're a quarterback away, they like, which is the most important position. In the okay, field in but say they get Brock Purdy not not getting injured in the first three minutes of the game. I think that game would have been a hard game. Whoa, way hard. Yeah, way I think hard. I think we'd have won a game, but it'd have been hard. So Niners are a good team. They're a good team. Good defense. They run the ball well. They're a good team. So we're not sure that the Eagles are as good as they were a year ago. Is that fair? Wait, wait. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles are a little bit worse than they were a year ago. And could you say that the 49ers, if they get the same Brock Purdy, are better? Are a little bit better. I think, I, think, I, th- I think they're here. But I just don't know what Brock is. Like, I don't know if Brock that? is healthy. I don't know if – I don't know what's – How do the Eagles get up in this segment right here? How do the Eagles get up in this segment? The same conversation every year about the Niners, though. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm like, Cool. It's an amazing roster. So much talent, top to bottom, only, dogs everywhere. The only thing, though, Joy, is like, it's not like Kyle Shanahan is inherently doing this to himself. Right. Like, you draft Trey Lance because you're like, we assume Jimmy will get hurt. Jimmy got hurt, you had Trey. Oh, dang, Trey's hurt. You still drafted Brock Purdy, who, by the way, you didn't have to draft. It hmm. doesn't really make sense to draft Brock Purdy when you already have that quarterback roster set. You draft Brock, and you're like, okay, we got Brock, we'll put Brock in. Like, I don't even know if I can fault... Shanahan for it because it's it's weird so like Liz Frank whose fault is it this injuries now Brock I could go Purdy wasn't the solution he was the last pick in the NFL draft he wasn't done that wasn't intentional right but Trey got hurt and Jimmy got hurt yeah like okay. That, that, okay. that's why I'm like three quarterbacks they always get year. hurt <laughs> yeah. everyone gets I mean, hurt in the Niners he can't blame that he can't blame it you know injuries is part of the game but both of them is like whoa you took it happens, Trey Lance. It, it, it happens you every year. They every year. You, you, you made that, that move for Blaming them for that? Well, he, well, here's the fascinating thing. The only reason I think it's actually a discussion is because the Niners were still good. On other teams where both their quarterbacks get hurt yeah, and they sure. go 4-12, and 12, like point. the Rams last year, we're not talking about them because they were completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the Niners because they were still good, good team. even still good with team. their quarterback. Had a good team, yeah. yeah. Correct. Correct. Oof. Coming up, we got to get two. You love the Niners, though. I do. I don't know why. Maybe I was born in the Bay. 
Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. That's a question. Uh, Mavericks gave Kyrie Irving three years, I think $126 million. But was it a mistake to commit to Kyrie? That is next. Did he- Were you four on a boat? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kyrie Irving staying in my hometown of Dallas. Yes, Slick, I have confirmed I was born in Dallas. The eight-time All-Star reportedly agreed to a three-year, $126 million deal. Kyrie, he played 20 games for Dallas after being traded middle of the season, but now back with Luka Doncic for a season. An incredible topic, incredible answers up for us. Joy, did the Mavericks make a mistake committing to Kyrie Irving? Absolutely not. This was the whole point of the trade. You could do a lot worse than Kyrie Irving at your number two. Kyrie Irving's not responsible for the defense not being good last year in Dallas. The defense was bad before Kyrie Irving got there. Kyrie's going into, what, year 13? We know what Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving is not going to be what makes or breaks the Dallas Mavericks. It's Luka's team. Luka is the young player. Luka is responsible for coming in in shape. Luka is the one that's responsible for getting better on the defensive end of the floor, playing both sides of the ball. Luka is the leader in the face of the organization. Kyrie, this is, he came to Luka's team. Kyrie's going to do what Kyrie does. As long as Kyrie does what Kyrie does and Luka continues to develop, they'll be in a good space. But the, it's, it's on the organization to fill out the rest of this roster. I don't like blaming players that you know exactly what somebody is on the floor and then they're responsible for being something that they're not. Mm. He's not a terrible defensive player, but he can't be responsible for Luka not playing defense. Why is that his fault? I think it's a good move, and like I said, you could do a lot better, a lot worse, I'm sorry, than Kyrie at the, at the number two. Yeah, I, I love what, they, what they're doing over there. They signed Kyrie Irving, which I thought they would do. I think him and Luka together is a great combination. I think they have to do a better job of filling out the roster, getting some size, and getting some defense. I think you got the scores with Kyrie and Luka. Now you bring in some, some, some bigs, some scores, some guys that can stretch the floor a little bit, and then you make it like a, a hard to guard, where you got so much space, you got kick-out shooters, and you got, and you got some defense. You do that, I think the Mavericks are, are, are a good team. Yeah, they, they didn't have much choice. I mean, they made the big trade to get him. They weren't going to go out and get somebody better with the same amount of money. It wasn't like they had that. They're, they're signing him to bird rights. They have the ability to pay him this kind of money. It's not like they had that money available to go out in free agency and find other talent. Yeah. So it, it, it's really, it's simply extending what they did when they made the trade. Now... $42 million a year, and for three years, you know, Kyrie, once he gets comfortable, sometimes he likes to do his own thing, and that makes me a little nervous that you gave him that much rope. You but, knew that before you traded for him. Yeah, well, but here's, but here's true. true, true, but he was on his best behavior because he was becoming a free agent. Like, we got three years now at 40 per, right? If, I was, if it was two years, then... With a team option, I think it's two years with a player option, so essentially three years for him. I just, I don't, I don't want the leash that long on Kyrie. I want him thinking I got to keep playing in order to get my next Shady, time. what's the difference in an elite athlete's behavior when they've just gotten paid versus when they're trying to get paid that contract year? Come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on. Just being honest, I've been there. When I've got paid, the next year wasn't as good. 
Why? I, and I think because it's like the, the risk factor's not there. It's like, okay, when, when you don't have that money, you're willing to do whatever it takes. If I got to go to sleep early the night, the night before, I'm doing that. If I got to be on time, I'm doing that. Doing everything so I get the money. And then when you get it, it's like, mm. right? And then you kind of slack a little bit. I'm going to be five minutes late, coach on trip. I might miss price, coach on trip. Where before you had the money, you was way different. So I think this is an athlete, this is our nature. We kind of get, I think, this complacent with the type of money. But also, there's some guys like LeBron and turn Curry's, it up. They, don't, they turn it up. No doubt about it. Well, the Packers have officially given away Aaron Rodgers' locker in Green Bay, but you'll be shocked to see disrespectful. what Aaron Rodgers gave the new occupant of his locker. That's a little humorous. That's next on Speak. They gave his locker up? Next they thing, we're giving the jersey up. Come on. JD. Checking in on our social life, I just told y'all Aaron Rodgers' locker was officially given up to Sean Clifford, former Penn State QB. He says, not a bad housewarming gift. Thank you, fanatics, and Aaron Rodgers. I guess Rodgers 2-5 sent him a signed Rodgers jersey. He trying to be smart, because he, he probably don't even know who that is. What? You think he knows who that is? Yeah, he does, probably. I think, I would hope. Sean Clifford was good in college. I mean, but you know most players don't watch college. How you feel about them giving away his uh, locker? I'm not feeling that. that. The locker, the jersey, all that should be put to the side. Not only giving it away, but giving it away to the new kid. Yeah, he ain't like, like no top draft pick. Doesn't that usually go to the star? It's usually at a location where if you're a star player, that's a... that's Or, or maybe the, the, the new free agent, high free agent. y'all are really, truly petty in your soul if you even think this. <laughs> this year, he played us, didn't come to OTAs, asked out, dragged us, talked about the whole organization, did, the whole front office. Yeah, well, I brought you they did do this to yeah. Katie. I brought you a championship. I brought you Bye, four MVPs. What do you mean? Katie's number. Yeah, yeah, I brought you four MVPs and a title. Right now, not, not what you're still playing, Shady. Oh, that's crazy. When you retire, no, then we're going we're gonna to make it right. But I bet that's a sweet What he did for that organization, they should be shaming themselves. <laughs> I mean, they out of pocket for that. Yo, race up is next. We'll see y'all tomorrow.